0: Experience the feeling of powder floating up to your goggles. Take in a sweeping panoramic view from atop a mountain ridgeline. Feel the thrill of laying an edge on perfect corduroy and arcing a sweeping turn. Relax in front of a crackling fireplace at the end of a great day on the mountain. Welcome to Inside the Mountain Collective, the podcast series that takes you on a journey to the dream destinations included on the Mountain Collective Pass. Each episode will take you on a collective trek, visiting two or more resorts, giving you local insights into how to maximize your Mountain Collective Pass and to explore some of the sport's most exhilarating destinations. Check it out today at mountaincollective.com. Now, join us on a collective trek with our local guides on Inside the Mountain Collective. When you think about the value in the Mountain Collective Pass, you're immediately drawn to the Canadian Rockies. This is some of the most majestic alpine terrain in the world, perfect for a collective trek. Hi, I'm Tom Kelly, and welcome to Inside the Mountain Collective. Skiers and riders are well familiar with the names of Banff, Lake Louise, Panorama, Revelstoke, and Sun Peaks. But today, we're going to introduce you to a secret spot that is a must-include resort for your Canadian Rockies collective trek. Marmot Basin sits right outside of Jasper, Alberta, just a day's drive from Lake Louise or Revelstoke, and a spectacular drive, I might add. Our mountain tour will be led by local skier Todd Noble. He's a lifelong skier who figured out how to get that great summer job and then leave enough time for skiing in the winter. By summer, he runs the famous Jasper Sky Tram. But in the winter, you'll find Todd out on the slopes of Marmot Basin nearly every day. So grab your trail map and follow along as Todd Noble and I take a mountain tour of Marmot Basin. And today on Inside the Mountain Collective, we are heading up Marmot Basin up in Jasper, Alberta. And with us today, Todd Noble. Todd, thank you for joining us on Inside the Mountain Collective.
1: Hey, Tom, it's my pleasure to be here.
0: This is on my bucket list now, as I've learned a little bit more about Marmot Basin up in Jasper. I think a lot of us are familiar with the areas around Calgary and some of the areas over in BC, but what's the vibe like up there in Jasper?
1: Well, Jasper is your your typical mountain community. You know, there's the local shop owners out on the street greeting guests. I mean, these are the shop owners and obviously it's a busy little four season resort, but primarily we see the majority of our our traffic here in Jasper during the summer season. And then the winter season is is all about skiing. I mean, there's a number of activities in the Jasper area. Of course, we've got the skating on the lakes and we've got the canyon crawls and all the different, you know, fat biking on the trails around here. It's it's endless really it's a cool little mountain community with that resort feel in the background as opposed to the resort feel in the foreground you know it's uh, you feel like you're more in a community when you're in Jasper
0: yeah so let's let's talk a little bit about your background and how you made your way up there I know you grew up in Calgary and that was a place you used to ski with the family but give us the 411 on how you made it up to Marmot
1: I have family throughout Jasper throughout Alberta You know, Northern Alberta, Central Alberta. We were the southern part of the province, the family. And so we would use Jasper as a gathering spot, specifically for family gatherings during the winter. And we would all ski Marmot Basin. Of course, we had access to Lake Louise and Sunshine Village, and we would do that quite often on weekends and things like that. But Jasper was a special kind of holiday place for us. You know, Sunshine and Lake Louise being so close to Calgary was kind of our backyard. But then when Jasper, when the family met in Jasper, that was more of a special holiday place. So I've always had fond memories of Jasper growing up as a kid.
0: Give us a little sense of where Jasper is geographically.
1: Yeah, Jasper is tucked away in the heart of the Canadian Rockies, where essentially four hours from any major airport, you know, if you were to fly into Edmonton or if you were to fly into Calgary or if you were to fly into Kamloops in B.C., we're about a four hour drive from each location there. So that makes us unique. And that's again, where you get that more of that unique kind of mountain community feel, you know, we don't have people driving through just for the day. Let's say when you, when you come into Jasper, you're, you're hanging out for the weekend or a few days for sure.
0: Yeah. I think a lot of us are familiar with uh, some of the other great mountain collective resorts up in Canada, places like Banff, Sunshine, Lake Louise, Revelstoke. Right. Panorama, Sun Peaks, those are all reasonable proximity to Jasper. Oh,
1: absolutely. If you were to think about it, if you were to like plan that out, you could have an epic tour through, you know, fly into Calgary, drive up through the Bow Valley, hit Lake Louise, Sunshine Village, and then take the 93 North up to Jasper. The 93 North, that highway is highly rated as one of the top drives in North America over and over again. It is that's an attraction in itself. Just getting from Lake Louise to Jasper is amazing. And then you're up in Jasper and then you could continue north into BC, northwest into BC, actually a little southwest into BC. And then you'd hit Kamloops and Sun Peaks. Then you curl back around and come back east towards Panorama and then back through to Calgary if you wanted, or you could fly out Vancouver, whatnot, go any which way, but that would be an epic. Epic tour.
0: So for those of you listening who have the Mountain Collective Pass, just do the math on this. You get two days at each of those resorts. There's a half dozen resorts on a nice 10-day trip. It's pretty remarkable. Take a week to 10 days and um, it would be busy. You'd be tired. For sure.
1: <laughs> but yeah, uh, but it's that's what away. we want,
0: isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Skiers, that's what we want. I've done the drive out from Calgary to uh, Banff and Lake Louise, and it's just as majestic as you see the Rockies uh, come into view. But I haven't done the drive north up to Jasper. And tell us a little bit more in detail. What are the views like as you get into the Jasper National Park?
1: Oh, Tom, you talk epic. I mean, you get into Lake Louise. Of course, Calgary to Lake Louise is maybe a couple hours. You're, you're in the Rockies from Calgary within an hour. But then from Lake Louise to Jasper's another two two and a half hour drive. But it takes people all day. Most people, it should take them all day because you are stopping every 10, 20 kilometers, you're stopping. there's, there's glaciers. You go, you go through the uh, Athabasca ice field. It's hard to explain. you have to It is it is one of the most scenic drives in North America. It's an attraction in itself. Like I say, it takes two and a half hours straight shot, but most people will take all day.
0: Now, you ended up in Jasper with a great job, and we should talk a little bit about that, running the Jasper Sky Tram. But if you you think back, the things that that caused you to really take root in Jasper, we've covered some of them already. But give us a deeper sense of, of the place and of the mountain that really made you want to call this home.
1: Well, I definitely had some options. You know, growing up in Calgary, of course, with access to the mountains so close. And I was also in Interior BC. I went through school there and I was focused on the ski resort management at the time. I thought this was amazing. Looking at an opportunity to actually live and work, make a career out of skiing. I thought this is unbelievable. So I signed up for that and I had a lot of options going through school and making the contacts. And I was really focused on the Interior BC at the time. but you know realizing there weren't a lot of four season destinations at that point and i was thinking maybe sun peaks would be the place and then getting out of school there was the opportunity it was a summer gig here at the sky tram and i i jumped on that thinking okay well great because marmot basin's right there i can work there in the summer and and uh, head over to marmot basin in the winter time this was my plan but um you know i i kind of made a go of it you know, working at um, Marmot Basin here and there, and uh, even just taking some of those uh, ski host gigs just to get a free lift ticket and, and then maintaining, you know, my winter's off a little bit, but you know, that was, that was 26, 27 years ago. Uh, The tram has turned into a full-time gig for me, which I'm now, I didn't, I never expected to be working for a summer attraction year round, but that uh, seems to be the, the best scenario where my winter now freeze up a little bit more. I don't have the stresses of day-to-day work. Our winter work at the tram is just more about preparing for the next summer. So I don't have the staff and the guests and everything to worry about. There's just a core group of us in the winter that prepare for summer. So that allows me now to take full advantage of Marmot Basin. Marmot Basin is just one of those hills where after skiing all those other hills, you know, Panorama, Sun Peaks, Lake Louise, Sunshine, after skiing all those hills, I mean, they are amazing. Absolutely. But it's that... It's that it almost like Marmot Basin is almost like a private club, you know, it's it's just so it's wide open. We don't have a backside there. It's just a big front side face. I mean, there's there's different aspects of the hill that give you a backside feeling, but you can stay on the you just ski the whole front side. You end up everything kind of funnels into itself as well. So you can branch out. You can have family members that might not want to ski the technical terrain. So you can branch out. You can all ski the train you want, and you all end up at the same lift. It's amazing that way.
0: You know, I, I, before we have you take us on a mountain tour, listeners, if you want to understand the professional ski bum route, Todd's got the plan here. You know, <laughs> yeah. you you find a great resort, you figure out the free ticket to get started, and then ultimately you get a great job that has most of your winners free. How many days do you get up at uh, Marmot each winter? Do you think?
1: Oh, I mean, you know, I've it's gotten to the point where I've I've got my own family here now, and uh, all my kids went through the race program, the Nancy Green program. And uh, so obviously we were up there every weekend, for sure. If I can squeak in the odd powder day, if it's a Tuesday or middle of the week or whatnot, I'll take full advantage of that. So, you know, it's it's one of those, you know, kind of weekend warrior approaches with the kids and everything like that. But now as they uh, get a little bit older and they're out on their own, it's... um we're out there easily three times a week.
0: Nice. That's a great way to experience it. So listeners, uh, we're going to have a mountain tour from uh, Todd Noble here in just a minute, but you might want to pull up a trail map on your screen. You can find that at skimarmot.com. That's skimarmot.com and pull up a trail map. And just to kick it off, Todd, give us a little overview of the mountain and then we're going to dive into some more detail.
1: Yeah, definitely. Like I said, Marmot Basin is one of those places where, you know, we can easily talk about the fact that you're not going to be waiting in line for more than five minutes. Five minutes is a long time in a lift line at Marmot Basin. So it's one of those places where you you can ski your legs out really quick and it's wide open in the way that you've got terrain that is accommodating for the whole family from The top of any lift including the the knob chair which brings you up to the top of the mountain there's there's a route down for again any ability and then there's the uh, you know the the shoulders of the mountain be it eagles east or uh, tres hombres which is offering a little bit more technical terrain and you can ski those off the shoulders but then you everything curls into itself again like i mentioned to to meet at any particular chair that the rest of the family traveled with you but then you all break out and do your own thing and meet at the same chair. It's it's kind of wild that way. You know, there's, uh, I think it's about 40, 40% of the advanced or expert train, and then the rest make up the intermediate and the beginner train, and it just spread across the whole face of the mountain. So like I said, you kind of get that in certain aspects, you get that backside feel on the front side, wherever you go.
0: And is the mountain generally north-facing? The mountain is, I would say, kind of
1: a northeast, more easterly, northeasterly facing. I mean, the shoulder there on Tres Hombres is facing north, for sure. And then if you're going up the Eagle Ridge Chair, you've got some north facing. So it's it's the whole mountain. There's different aspects. You've got north facing, northeast facing, and then strict east facing.
0: So, give us a route around the mountain. If you're going to take out some friends who are intermediate skiers or just looking to cruise around the mountain a little bit, what's a typical mountain tour that you would take them on at, at Marmot Basin?
1: Yeah, no, that's easy. This is something that I do all the time, too. You know, approaching the day and just getting up there the first few runs, what I'll do is grab the CRE or the Canadian Rocky Express Chair. That takes you right from the base area up to just above mid mountain. You can still get higher over by. The knob chair, but going up the Canadian Rockies Express, coming down to Highway 16, which is just off the skier's right. To that Highway 16 is one of those classic fall lines. It's just, uh, it's especially the beginning of the day. They'll typically be groomed. You'll ski down that. You can cruise over to the Paradise Chair, which is just off the skier's left side, shoulder of the mountain. Head up the Paradise Chair. Do highway 16 again. And the reason I go to paradise right after that is just, it's just more of a quicker, it's just a quicker route up as opposed to going all the way down. Like I said, there's, there's really no crowds anywhere, but if you really want to avoid the early morning or the rush there, if you want to avoid that five minutes standing in line, which is just ridiculous, five minutes.
0: How awful.
1: Oh. You just go over to the paradise chair. There won't be anybody there right away. So you can cruise down highway 16, a few times, get your ski legs on. And, and then depending on what friends I have visiting at the time, you know, we can head over to Eagle Ridge, cruise down through Eagle's East. There's a playground in there that doesn't get tracked up right away. Or we head over to the knob chair and, and into Charlie's pole. If, if it was one of those mornings where you've got a lot of fresh snow. Oh, geez. I mean, most people will just head high right away, obviously, and and then ski through Charlie's Bowl or over to Tres Hombres. And these are more technical routes, but, you know, the, the snow that collects in those bowls is just crazy.
0: Let's explore the knob chair a little bit, just looking at the trail map. And folks, I invite you to follow along. Just go to skimarmot.com and you can pull up the trail map. But it looks like it's a nice little hike up to the top of Marmot Peak. And I'm sure yeah. on a powder day, that's a very popular destination.
1: Well, on a powder day or just any one of those bluebird days, it's one of those things where, you know, on a powder day, it looks like a train of like an anthill of people walking up there, you know, skis over your shoulder and just kind of kicking some stairs in. And it's maybe about a 25 minute hike up, or, you know, if you're taking your time, a half hour hike up. And then you've got that whole, it's kind of a, that's more of a north, northeast facing bowl from the peak coming down. And, uh, yeah, that's that's some fun stuff for sure. You know, you never really get that tracked out because people, I, I guess the hike kind of deters some people away, but it's, uh, it's really not that hard. Once you get to the top of that peak and you're looking over to the backside, it is just endless peaks. You can look straight 360 from that point, and that's where you're really highlighted as to where you are, right in the heart of the Rockies.
0: Where's the city of Jasper sit? Do you see it from the front side of the mountain? Well, yeah, if you can see kind of, if you're going up
1: the Paradise Chair or even the, uh, the Canadian Rockies Express, as you're, uh, as you're working your way up, if you look over your right shoulder, Jasper would be sitting Northeast. I mean, if you're skiing Tres Hombres as well, it's standing at the top of any one of the peaks you stand up top, we're just Northeast of that. So uh, it's maybe about a 20 minute drive from
0: town. Not bad. And let's go back to the mountain tour. But now let's say that you've got some of your really hardcore skiing buddies and you're looking to go up and really make some, some. Make them work. Really gnarly lines, really make them work. Where are you going to take them?
1: Well, we'll do, we'll do some of those small hikes, Tom, for sure. We'll, uh, you know, we'll go up the Canadian Rockies Express. And then from the top of that ski straight off of that, there's a, uh, just off to the right, there's a a small hike, under five minutes, not even, wouldn't call it a hike. You just have to work your way up to the top of the of the, of the runs there. And that puts you right on the top of Tres Hombres. And then you can drop in a number of spots there, or, you know, even just curling underneath the CRE lift. You can access Tres Hombres that way as well. Then you've got that little little goat track that comes out of that and then pops out back into more of the mainstream runs and onto the uh, Paradise chair and then we'd go up the paradise chair, ski over to the knob chair, make our way up to the, the peak there and then we can ski all the way down from the top of that over to the Eagle Ridge Quad. And then we would end up going into Eagles East playing in there a little bit or depending on the snow once we got off the top of the Eagle Ridge Quad, we would do another hike. There's maybe a 20 minute hike there where you can access like cornice, cornice run and thunderbowl's up in that way. Those are fun as well. And then that you know, kick you back down. And by that time, you know you're you're looking for uh, maybe a beer or something in in Eagle shallot You're not Eagle Shelly, but Charlie's Charlie's Pub right mid mountain. That's a busy morning, and your friends are your friends are asking you to slow down at that point.
0: I'm getting tired just looking at the trail map. But I, I do. I, I, you know, as I look at the trail map, the areas that really stand out to me, first of all, Tres Ombres that you talked about, but particularly Eagles East, and just the collection of runs that are that in in that little pot of the mountain. It just looks like yeah. a ton of fun.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of there's the open little open bowls through the the top part, and then it kind of funnels in towards the. Uh, there's a lot of fun tree skiing in there. There's a lot of little drops and. Again, you find just surprise pockets of snow, big pockets of snow through there, and it's fun because you know the tree skiing. When you're when you're going up the the Eagle Express, you're that everything there is is in in sight over your left shoulder and off your left side, and you can often hear people just hooting and hollering. You can't see them, but you can hear them because of the trees and everything in there. And it's always fun going up and listening to that.
0: Let's talk about coffee and opera on the mountain. If you're going to start your ski day at, at Marmot, where are you going to pick up that cup of morning coffee? Oh yeah,
1: definitely. So like I said, you know, those first couple of runs would take Highway 16. What I'd like to do is, you know, take two, three runs on there, depending on the, on the conditions of course, and then just come on down straight to the bottom and just go to the uh, main lodge at the bottom. And there's a cappuccino bar there with a big wide open, well lit, lots of windows. It's, it's a place where you can just kind of relax, a little fireplace action there, and just grab a coffee and, you know, some pastries or whatever, power up again. And sometimes it's hard to get out of that cappuccino bar. <laughs> you end up well, sitting there first of long. all,
0: you, so you got a cappuccino bar at the base lodge at Ski Marmot.
1: Yeah, yeah, you bet.
0: That's amazing. That's yeah, amazing. and then there's the cafe you know, I, I mean, there the lounge if if you want if you want to stay up on the mountain though what are your options there
1: well just up at mid-mountain charlie's Bar is there the eagle chalet is there the there's kind of more i wouldn't call it fine dining but you've got the full serve dining environment there you've got the cafeteria there you've got the lounge charlie's bar and that's popular that's where you'll find a lot of locals just kind of hovering in there in between runs and that's right at mid-mountain so you know from there you're You know, you're either going to Eagle Ridge or you're going to the Paradise Quad. That's where you'll find fire pits as well. They do a lot of events up there in the spring. There's, um, you know, live acts and things like that. So that's just a great place to hang
0: out. And then when the day is done, and maybe the day is done at noon or maybe it's four o'clock, but what are the hot opera spots right around the mountain?
1: Well, so like I say, it's about a 20-minute drive from town to Marmot Basin. And Marmot Basin is actually, it has the highest base elevation in Canada. So you're driving 20 minutes from town, basically straight up. So you wouldn't really spend too much time unless you've got a designated driver, which is not uncommon. There's the shuttles, of course, if you want to take the shuttles, but to ski your legs out is pretty quick. We could be breaking away from there by three o'clock some days and head down and it's not uncommon to find some of the pubs full of people by 4 p.m you know down in town there's a number of pubs down in town the apres ski scene in jaspers uh you know it's it's proper <laughs> you've got a number of places in there we like to go to uh, the dead dog and you know grab some beers and some wings there and uh, or you go over to the whistle stop pub and bill not uncommon to have live acts jam nights and things in there and those are those are popular local spots, and as if you're a visitor and you walk into one of those pubs, you feel like you're walking into a like a local party.
0: You know, it reminds me a little bit of another mountain collective resort. It's a snow basin where the town of Ogden is, a, again, about 20 minutes away, and it has an amazing ski town scene after each winter day. So, so about 20 minutes to Jasper and, and, and what are some of the other fun things that people can do if they're going to make a trip up there in the Jasper area?
1: There's a number of lakes that surround Jasper that get cleared off for skating. There's like the, the rinks for, for playing hockey, shinny hockey or something like that. But then they'll also have like the big ovals going around the lake the perimeter the lake for skiing. And you'll find that up at pyramid Lake, or you'll find that over at Lac Beauvert towards the Paramount Jasper Park Lodge. A um, couple of lakes out that way. Then there's the canyon crawl during the summer. Of course, there's just the canyon has Maline Canyon has. There's a huge canyon, with water waterfalls, and and uh, that all freezes up. And then you end up you can go on a tour, grab one of the local tour companies to guide you through the bottom of that uh, canyon crawl in the winter is amazing. And then just even just the hiking trails in and around in the winter time, like say the people that take advantage of that with their fat biking or the snowshoeing. There's an endless opportunity to just get out. I mean, you walk five minutes down the street and you can be onto a trail, in into the backcountry in no time. And and it's one of those places too where you know we have the we have festivals in the winter time where you have like the horse drawn sleigh going down Main Street and you know the lights and and the, just the slow kind of relaxed. It's a postcard. It's a winter wonderland postcard.
0: I love the concept of going up the canyon to see the frozen waterfall is this something that's hikeable snowshoe how would you get there
1: there's a number of spots that you can access that going up towards maline lake it's that's about a that's under 10 minute drive maybe 10 minute drive from town and that's one where you know some people will uh, just kind of take advantage of the trail that goes up from the bottom to the top towards the tea house there and then i say there's the tour companies that can take you into like onto the floor of the of the canyon and you can walk through there with the crampons. And um, you know, it's it is recommended that you go through there with a with a professional, with a tour guide. They know the conditions and they would be able to safely guide you through that.
0: Cool. Well you've been immensely helpful in introducing us all to Marmot Basin. We're gonna close this out with our collective dreams segment time for me to ask you a few simple questions some of it recapping what we've already talked about but the first quintessential one if you had to pick one favorite run one favorite run at marmot basin what would it be oh that's hard
1: you know it depends always hard (laughs) that's hard i have to say i i there's something special about going up the knob chair and uh, being up on top of the resort there and and picking one of the chutes down through towards Charlie's Bowl there's a number of shoots there so any one of those shoots are for me that's there's just something special it's been since I was a kid you know to get up that high and the knob chair was always a, a bit of a you know a challenge let's say and it, and it remains a challenge to this day for me you know depending on the conditions and stuff but to go up the knob and down into Charlie's Bowl or one of the shoots and then cruise all the way back down that's that's for me that's a classic marmot run.
0: Cool. I know we've talked about this already, but your favorite cup of coffee on the mountain?
1: Oh, well, on the mountain, it's the, you know, you get into the cappuccino bar and just grab whatever you like there. But then even down in town, there's a couple of great places, like Wicked Cup or Snow Dome. There's a couple of great places that serve excellent coffee. So that's, you know, on my way up, maybe Snow Dome or Wicked Cup and just driving out of town. And then, and then of course, do a couple runs on Highway 16 straight to the cappuccino bar down at the
0: base. What's the best lunch for you on the mountain? And it can be as out there as you want, be that nachos, pizza, whatever it is. But what's your best lunch on the mountain?
1: You know, just going down, there's the lounge area at the base. Again, we've got the Eagle Sham at Mid Mountain, which has uh, a number of different items. And they're always, they're kind of changing it up all the time, you know, Tom. And that's what keeps it interesting, too. But, you know, you just, you can never go wrong with, uh, you know, just a classic barbecue burger, right? I mean... Burger right and fries, middle of the day, that's perfect. But, you know, it's it depends. it depends. They're always changing it up. So that's what keeps it really interesting there.
0: Cool. How about the gnarliest line you've ever skied at Marmot? The gnarliest <laughs> line.
1: Yeah, that would be going up the Eagle Ridge chair and then hiking up in towards Cornet. There's, there's opportunities to, you can enter those, those runs, cornice run and things by just simply dropping in, or you can climb up a little bit, get a bit of a run to it and launch into it. And I do remember one of those times where I took advantage of the launching approach (laughs) and,
0: uh, how how far did you project?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I flew my way into that run and managed to keep it together. So, and once you get that under your belt, then everything else seems a little bit easier.
0: I love it. We've all had those experiences. Uh, your favorite local craft beer?
1: Oh yeah, the Jasper Brew Pub. They remain creative. They keep changing things up, but they've got some some beers there that uh, that never leave the Jasper. The Bear Ale. That's a good one. I like that one. It's not too hoppy, but it does have that little little kick to it in terms of hops and stuff. But uh, my favorite there, and I've, I've been asking them to bring it back. It was called the Liftline Cream Ale. But they haven't brought it back. I don't know why. I'm, I guess I'm not that. Keep too. on them. Yeah, I, I will. You know, it'll be a mission of mine. But Jasper the burial that's a good one.
0: I I love those beers where you can only get it in the local area. You can't right. get it anywhere else. So you got to go to Jasper to get yeah, it. Yeah,
1: that's it. Yeah, you bet.
0: Last question, Todd Noble. Sum it all up, Marmot Basin and Jasper. What does it mean to you in just one word? Oh. Or just one word. Welcoming. Welcoming welcoming. I love yeah,
1: it. it's just it's it you get to the base, you can see the well you can't see the whole mountain, but it is basically staring you right in the face and you know, every family member can look at that and they can pick a run and be excited about
0: it. I love it. Welcoming experience in Jasper. Marmot Basin, Todd Noble, thank you so much for joining us on Inside the Mountain Collective. All of us will be looking for you on the mountain for those inside tips this winter. Thanks, Tom. Oh,
1: excellent. My pleasure. Thanks, Tom.
0: Thanks to Jasper, Alberta local skier Todd Noble for taking us on a tour of his mountain, Marmot Basin. Make this the season you hike up to Marmot Peak or drop into Tres Hombres. If you do get up to Marmot Basin this winter, look up Todd and have him show you around the mountain. The Mountain Collective Pass in the Canadian Rockies is probably the single best pass value out there. You can piece together a collective trek to Marmot Basin along with Banff Sunshine, Lake Louise, Revelstoke, Panorama, and Sun Peaks. Thanks for joining us on Inside the Mountain Collective. Watch for more episodes coming up soon. I'm your host, Tom Kelly, and I'll see you up on the mountain this winter. Are you ready to build your own collective trek? The Mountain Collective Pass is your ticket to multi-resort skiing or riding. Get yours today at mountaincollective.com. You'll get two days at each participating resort, plus 50% off additional days. It is the perfect pass to take just one trip and be able to ski or ride at multiple resorts. Build your own collective trek today. I'm your host, Tom Kelly. Thanks for listening and make sure to subscribe to get every episode delivered directly to you. Watch for more episodes of Inside the Mountain Collective and I'll see you on the mountain